ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans from around the world, and welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Matt. Ba 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 ba. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Thank you. Thank you, producer mystery. All right, all right. We're back again by remote until. Loving it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, shit's just going wrong right now. So anyway, on to better and spacier news. Um, yeah, su- suffering makes you uh, more interesting, they say. Do they? God, yeah. That's not true in my case. I've suffered a lot. <laughs> I know. You're boring as fuck, too. <laughs> uh, so when we, um, when we were on our hiatus, NASA launched the James Webb Space Telescope. Are we familiar with they this? They did. Yes. I am. I am. It's almost like it was so complicated. I've been avoiding it as a topic uh, and just almost wait until it's all the way done. And so, yeah, I've been following. There's even a website. I If I click on it, it shows you like where it's at currently and how much oh, minutes until it's done and stuff. No shit. So I, okay. have been, I have been following it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to bring it up and touch on it because um, it was launched and uh, it's the biggest, best telescope yet. And it is in the process of positioning itself and whatnot, and uh, lots of good news coming out of there. So, quick rundown of the telescope. It's um, the biggest non-terrestrial telescope that we've ever launched. Um, It's 100 times more sensitive than Hubble, and then it's farther out than Hubble. Mm -hmm. And here's a fun fact I thought was interesting. Yeah, L2 zone. It's oh, in the L two zone. Oh, what? It's past the moon. What L two? So they call anything past the moon L two? I guess it's like this L two area or zone or something out there region, and it's past the moon. Okay, fun. Did not know that. Yeah, that's far, dude. Yeah, because I think Hubble's within the moon. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's so far out. It's going to be darker and bigger. Yeah, uh, I thought this was interesting. The mirror on it is 6.5 meters or 21 feet, 4 inches wide. That's just the mirror that captures the image. Yeah. That is crazy and I, I don't, big. And I don't, of course, I don't, we don't, have, I don't know the size of Hubble offhand, but like you said, it's 100 times bigger. So just in this game, bigger is better as far as like we're trying to capture more light and get better images of... Supposedly it's for uh, catching the beginning of the universe stuff like what's happening because oh because for lack of a better term they know the direction right like oh the, the universe started that way or something and they look they point the camera that way so they want to essentially like look back in time they want to look so far away that you're looking back in time yeah no definitely things that don't even exist anymore in theory yeah 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 um so did you hear the part about um something about hundreds of individual actions had to be performed in order for this thing to unfold in space. Yeah. As far as, yeah, you basically, basically I didn't want to talk about it because a lot of <laughs> things could have gone wrong. And in my mind, it's still not necessarily up and running. Cause as far as I know, this, even though it's completed all the like structural tasks, there's still a lot of lens corrections, but I guess everything now can just be corrected. So I think that all the major stuff's been, yeah, I think done. so you're right. The only reason I bring it up now is because this article I read said it has completely unfolded itself. So that was like, yeah, you know, if launch is phase one, unfolding itself is phase two. And that was 
arduous because it was hundreds of actions that all depended on previous actions to yeah yeah to make itself work and if any of those failed uh it just would have been a disaster and a huge waste of money and time and all of that oh yeah like like the space reddit pretty much every other post eventually every day was like this succeeded this fold out succeeded this fold out succeeded that is funny. <laughs> just never ending yeah 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 there were lots of them um I, i'm excited man this is just gonna just this is gonna be this thing's gonna see all the death stars out there for sure I hope so. L2 insertion. <laughs> right now, see, it's right there. It says there's the primary mirror. Now it's working on the mirror segments. Yeah, I have that here, too. It's actually working on uh, dialing in each segment of mirror using 126 yeah. actuators. Exactly. That's the thing that's supposed to take forever, like aligning all these mirrors and stuff. But supposedly, this stuff could be, whatever happens here, maybe can be corrected versus all the other stuff. Oh, it's I... like a mechanical something. Like, uh-oh, it's fucked. It broke. That's the end of that one. I would imagine that would be the case. I would hope so, considering it's just images, you know, not necessarily uh, unfolding. Did you hear about the so. fuel and stuff? No, I don't know anything about the fuel. The fuel, um, right? Uh, they were supposed to have 10 years worth of fuel when it got up there, but uh, they, they were so on target when they launched it because it was supposed to, like, burn for maybe three hours, and it only had to burn for one hour to do course correction. So between basically doing such a good job of aiming it and getting it up there and unfolding it and stuff, I believe it has like 20 years worth of fuel now. What kind of fuel? Are we talking about jet fuel? Because I imagine its battery runs yeah, on like, some sort of half-life something or other, right? It should be like the, the pts, pts, Yeah, okay. Like adjust, all that adjusting because you have to keep it in orbit because it's still going to like float away or not be exactly where you want. So uh-huh. the more fuel is the more science they can do. And so the fact that they... Got it so good, like it was supposed to. That's the article I read. It was supposed to burn for three hours, but they got it down to one, and that leads and, and they a bird is like life. Yeah, because a bird is like just constant pss, versus once it's in place, it's just constant. Pss, pss. <laughs> so I don't know, for lack of a better term, like it's a, it's little little puffs basically. Little adjustment puffs. Little adjustment puffs is all you really need. That's cool. That reminds me of like the Mars rover. It was only supposed to last five years, and like here we are, twenty years later, and it's. Mm-hmm. Or it was kicking strong. I don't know. They've got three of them up there. And by in twenty years from now, I'm sure there'll be some little rover. Like I hope they design. Like I don't know about this, but in my mind, I was like, I hope they design some easy like port. Like the gas is right here. Insert new tube or just something. Not like some complicated bullshit. <laughs> so then they can just send a robot. They're like, take tube out, put tube in. Okay. Or in twenty years time, but I don't know. Who knows? Send another rover up there with more batteries. Something. Yeah. Or some way to it. Maybe at this point, just something to attach to it, like a like a Decepticon or something, like a Transformer. <laughs> some you know type they, of thing. You know, what I watched this weekend. Uh, Red Planet. Yeah, Joe. Oh, oh, okay. Amy Red... with the 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 Amy one. Yeah, where the astronauts okay. go to Mars to uh, figure out why their um, terraforming efforts are failing, and they bring along a uh, for whatever reason a killer robot. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you never know. And it has that port on it. It has a very easy ejection port for its power. Well, the robot's nice, and then what happens somehow? You know, like they sneeze on it wrong or look at it wrong and decides to kill everybody it ever sees or something? It's, um, they they crash hard on the planet, and the robot is a little scrambled, and then someone says, let's pull its energy and use it to for communication, and the robot's like, what? <laughs> I remember the energy source. <laughs> but the whole, thing, uh, the whole thing I don't get is, like, you got... 
you got um Carrie Ann Moss, I believe. Carrie Moss, Carrie Ann Moss. I don't know. Matrix Lady. Ma- Matrix Lady, yeah. Uh she's in the uh the mothership hovering above, informing NASA of everything that's going on, including the idea that like, oh, we got we got uh, astronauts on the planet, they're still alive, blah, blah, blah. But no one ever says anything about the killer robot. Like the killer robot's just stalking them the whole time and they know it, everybody knows it, but like they never tell NASA about the well, fucking What's NASA robot. gonna do? They don't wanna worry them. <laughs> I don't What are they gonna my, do? That was my one two punch for that movie. <laughs> Um, I love the way that uh, it was funny. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I love the way that robot actually was a helicopter too. Yeah, yeah, it comes Isn't with that? the drone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it a drone? I thought it turned into a helicopter. See, I haven't seen it in like so long. No, yeah, it launches a drone from its oh, belly. God. Or something. That's just the power of just my memories, right? Jesus, it is a the whole thing could fly. Oh, <laughs> well, this I thought this was pretty crazy. Um. It's about a doctor. I guess I'm getting all this weird medical shit. But uh, so a doctor in the UK, he got removed from the country's medical register for branding patients' livers with his initials. Oh, my God. Sounds like something I would do as a doctor. That is crazy. First of all, as soon as I read that, I'm like, fucking doctors are such God complex motherfuckers sometimes. (laughs) Like, some of them are cool, some of them are bad, but you always read about... Some of these ones too uh, that are just like, oh my god! And he just decided to do his little initials there. His name is Simon Bramhall. So I guess SB would be the initial. I never thought about it. Yeah, SB. And uh, yeah, <laughs> he just wanted to sign his work. An artist wants to sign their work. Come on, man! Could you do it on like in a? Here's why I like it too already. When I was thinking about this, like, well, you couldn't do that to someone's skin, just if you like helped them. Like, oh, here's your leg there. So why do you get to do it on their internal organs? Uh, well, yeah, no, very it's true. It's still kind of sick, though. <laughs> I'm just wondering how he no, got caught. Like... like, did someone slice open somebody worked on and was like, hey, what's this? And then, you know, you'd have to confirm it with another patient and then connect the dots. And you'd have to, I, I assume you would need a third person to slice open and figure this out, too. You just got to keep cutting up on people. Maybe For it's sure. just like a natural occurrence, this, this way it looks. Maybe it's like a virus that puts initials on. Well, no, it was this guy, it was Simon Bramhall. This happened in 2013, by the way, the initial incidents. But um, uh, yeah, this happened when he was transplanting the, the livers at the end of two surgeries. And so the initials were 1.6 inches. Those are pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Th- I was thinking very small. I was thinking maybe, exactly. maybe half an inch. Thank you. That I'm okay with. Wow. Maybe because I knew the size of the initials the whole time. That's why. But like, because I was when I first read, I was like, yeah, cute little tiny ones. Who cares? Like some type of, like a microsurgery thing. He's officially crossed the line. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Didn't the doctor leave like little signatures and stuff with his little microsurgery? He's like, this is definitely my microsurgery. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So that's fine. I'm fine with that stuff, but fucking one point, that's too too much. (laughs) That is like the Um, size of a small brand. Yeah, dude. Like it's insane. Like it's like he tattooed someone's organs. Like this is my liver now. I don't get it. What kind of doctor has the privacy to do this? I would assume you're surrounded by at least a nurse and an anesthesiologist, and that maybe someone else. Like I, I don't know what kind of surgeries these are, and I don't know how it's invasive true. they are. But like, come on, yeah, someone just watching him do this. He's like, oh, okay, then. <laughs> well, maybe that's how he up. got caught. I don't know. No, yeah, well, he did get caught because um, when one of the organs he transplanted failed after a week. It was caught by another doctor. Ooh. 
it was like the guy had to open it up like the organs failing so it was i was it failing because of the initials right <laughs> possibly i will never know Fuck so um he was fined so he was fined 13 uh basically like thirteen thousand dollars and uh, sentenced to community service and then he resigned his job and he was suspended for five months but then he went to like a hearing and he was like he he definitely said uh, he foolishly made a mark on the on the liver and those he was his actions were stupid and entirely wrong and then his legal counsel argued that uh that the doctor's fitness to practice was no longer impaired and this case had never been about his surgical skills rather it was about his lack of respect for the dignity of the patient. So they're almost like, hey, look, he can still be a doctor. We're not, like, we're like, he just, you know, fucking he branded somebody. So they actually took the suspension away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> or, uh, yes, they did. They took it away, was revoked, and then the case was resubmitted. Because someone else was like, okay, even though there was no lasting physical damage with these other, because there was like two patients they found out basically. It was like the person oh, and someone else. So they they did it happened confirm. twice. It happened uh, twice. Yeah, no, it happened twice, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I can't find it now, but yeah, it was somewhere. It was like twice. I'm pretty sure. And then, um, so anyway, they said that the, the one of the victims they caused them significant emotional harm. And so even even though he had previous good character, this was a gross violation of his patient's dignity and autonomy. And so after that hearing, an immediate suspension was put in place for him. But he still has a 28-day appeals period. So Dude, maybe he'll he could be coming back. I don't putting his maybe I you know, as far as legal uh uh payments for legality. his crime. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if community service is good enough. I'm not saying throw the guy in jail forever. I don't know. But at the same time, take away his fucking medical license. That is, that is it's pretty malpractice extreme, on a huge level. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you look at your own. Yeah, man. It's like, if it was like a cool <laughs> picture, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, but it's fucking initials or something. Like you would, you would probably do a cool picture. But initials, he's like, Duh. like, come on, man. <laughs> he tagged your oh, insides is what he did. Maybe if it was the guy's initials. What if it was the patient's initials? Ooh. Huh. See? Then it'd be kind of like, oh, I just did it to make sure, he, you know, we all know. Just in case he ever wakes up in a bathtub and he's got exactly. a missing kidney. We know where it went. I put the date there, too, and the uh -huh. original birth date and stuff. Like. Yeah. Blood type, we want that kidney to be alive when we find See, it. See, that's why I felt like it was some god complex. Like, ah, oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know. That's so I'll crazy. Fuck this guy. Oh my god. I know. Look, I know. I like said it. <laughs> whatever he, whatever all that legalese is, he's going to get dragged over the court or dragged through the coals in court by the uh by the victims, right? Like they're going to sue him. I I hope. I don't know. That's I mean, all I kind of all the Yeah, dude. I like all the le I like the term legalese. Between all the legalese here. <laughs> like yeah, for sure, because you know, let the law sort itself out. But fucking, I would, uh, I would definitely sue the pants off that guy for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd get at least like some coupons or something for more. I'll tell you what, doctor work. Like if I get shot, like if I get shot in something, I want to go to him and be like, "Bitch, you, you should take this out. No questions asked." Exactly. He'll become a vet. Yeah. Brand yeah, dogs all day. Too. I don't give a shit. Oh, mob doctor. He's a perfect mob doctor. Yeah. Oh, big time. Oh, perfect. 
disgraced. Yeah. And, you know, so if I was going to sue him, I might even settle out of court if he would let me brand him. Ooh. Right? Weird, like though. my initials. I don't know. It had to be somewhere like prominent, like on his forearm or, you know, on the back of his neck or some shit. I like, was thinking like he'd have to like, I'd do the hair. I'd let him do the hair so he has to grow it out. But he'd always know it's there. <laughs> so he wouldn't yes. be tempted to to yeah. cosmetically get it redone he would just grow exactly. out his hair and always know yeah. i like that be a pain in the ass to buzz your head so i got some um medical news here since we're on that okay yeah uh it's about graphene as a matter of fact graphene graphene okay max for the uninitiated what is graphene it a, graphene is a carbon-based thing that's I it was funny, I want to say nanotubes for some reason, but it's like it's not nanotubes. I know, but it's like it's supposed to be a it's a really good material that has it's like all the atoms arranged in such a way that it's nice. You're not far off. It's a sheet Okay. It's a sheet of carbon atoms, one atom thick. Okay. That is that is what graphene is. And every time we talk about it, it's supposed to like help with like quantum computing and like power and oh, it's a micro miracle. machines and yeah. a drug delivery system and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and then the answer to dark matter, yeah, graphene exactly. Is so everywhere. it's one of those nice buzzwords like nanotubes. It's like I, that's all I really hear about. It's like oh, graphene, dark matter, nanotube. Yeah, no, so no. What's the other one? The what? nano, the nano laser. What's that? We've been saying that oh, a couple times. Feptosecond the, laser. Thank you. I was about to say a feptosecond laser. Yeah, feptosecond anyway. lasers are the shit. Look those things up. Those are they fun. are. They are. So, um, graphene here. It's in the news because a team has. Uh, let me see. A team of researchers at a Penn State have developed a non-invasive way of measuring blood sugar. So, those with um, what is it? What that's diabetes. Diabetes. That's the one. Um. Mm. Usually the way they measure their blood sugar is by pricking their finger or um, sometimes they have like a direct feed into their system and you got like a little pager that you can just kind of click and it'll read you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but this new technology is non-invasive, so it doesn't have to enter you at all. Instead, what it'll Ooh. do... I know, you're all about... Uh, okay. You're all yeah, about putting answer, those things okay, in. Yeah. You got a brand. <laughs> um, this new system will like a band-aid it'll attach to your skin and measure the level of glucose in your sweat ah. is that going to be as accurate you think as blood blood sounds more i don't know i guess i think that if you a... don't sweat that much well i don't know i think these are if all you're physically fit diabetic <laughs> diabetic man <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, yep. maybe not. Okay, maybe it will work. Maybe it will work. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Maybe, that's so funny. Uh, maybe if you just barely walk up the stairs, you'll sweat a little bit and get the test. So yeah. Um, so in this device, the graphene acts as more of a conduit for the signal, while a nickel gold mixture actually reacts with the glucose in the sweat. So. Um, they didn't really go into detail because this is very preliminary and hush hush and secret. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell. Don't tell. <laughs> but we read about it online. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone. 
Um, graphene band-aids coming out. It's going to measure your blood sugar, motherfucker. It's going to change the world. Well, I love this because, uh, you know, anything I read like cool. this, it always reminds me of Star Trek tech. You know, where they're waving yes. a light over you or they just put some fucking sensor on your skin and all of a sudden you're having a brain scan or whatever. Yeah, like, it's all non-invasive, basically. They never do anything. They, like, beam your organs out before they cut into you. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, another good thing is this device can be manufactured easily and for cheap, but will still be sold for to you for hundreds of dollars. So I'm sure. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. There's that. Yes. There's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all we know uh, about this thing. But at the same time, anytime I see a graphene story, I'm going to bring it to you. That or nanotubes graphene. or feptosecond lasers. or so, that, so instead of a drug delivery system, it's like a reverse of that. It's it's a tech. Okay. It's the delivery is the sweat system. It's a delivery detection system. Graphene is. You got it, bud. I'm smart, right? You get it. <laughs> Shut up. Me smart. You dumb. <laughs> It Bigfoot memoir. I was just um, thinking that. I'm sure you were. <laughs> no one else will get that. One of the, you know, what's the best thing for podcasts is inside jokes between two people that no one will get. Those are the best for podcasts. <laughs> All right, so a little inside knowledge there. Um, Max and myself and Mr. E all went to Comic Con and uh, picked up this book. That was uh, what was it called? It was um, Me Write Book. Me Write Book. It Bigfoot memoir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. And if you it's hilarious. Time, I suggest you Amazon that thing and pick yourself up one. It's very entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Um great segue to this. This is about detecting animals. Maybe it could be a way to detect Bigfoots. Possibly. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I think that's the first thing they're working on. Oh, for sure. That is yeah. <laughs> Quick, to the Bigfoot mobile. Um <laughs> So this was about detecting animals from airborne DNA. Ooh. Uh, okay. I have yeah. so many questions. Yeah. All right. I I know it's it's kind of it's I I hope I have some answers. Um, but uh, Spill some it's called air. So I will. All right. So it can also be considered e DNA DNA for environmental DNA. So that's another way to call it. So DNA airborne one. So um, so animals are constantly shedding DNA into their environment. Right, uh, traces of which we can detect in soil and water, and now possibly even the air, based off these two studies. And so, they, uh, these studies collected air samples and, they, and basically around a zoo, and they could identify a bunch of animals at the zoo. Which, on some level, I thought about that too. It's like, oh wow, you detected uh, a giraffe at the giraffe area. Great, but trust me, it's cool. I think I'll get more. <laughs> I'll get more into it. Um, and this also could be, and we're talking about being non-invasive. This could be a way to non-invasively track biodiversity out in the wild. If this oh. technique gets, you know, better type of deal. I love this. So this think could about be used it, to like, yeah, find lost humans in forests. Like, I was wondering that. Like, that's like that's like literally at the end of this whole article I'm writing. Like, is this going to be able to like track people? And this is going to be like some bounty hunting shit. Like, oh, but but maybe. I don't know, because actually that's a good point. Because even at a, because this is all done at zoos. Like a zoo, is just there's not like a million giraffes there, so I'm right. There's only gonna be four or five. But um, so anyway, here's how how it kind of works. So yes. all these animals are shedding something. Basically, the whole idea is, is we're all shedding something. So be it skin, scales, hair, feces, or urine, DNA is always ending up in the environment. And like I said, it's called eDNA. And scientists have already used eDNA or environmental DNA to track fish migration identify invasive species and pathogenic 
fungi, uh, provide early warning for sharks, take a snapshot of a coral reef's health, and even determine if the Loch Ness monster was anything at all. <laughs> they said, <laughs> they so said the technology's just not very good, right? Because they didn't pick it up. They didn't take. Yeah, they did not take it. They said there's. They detected a bunch of eels over the Loch Ness monster. I clicked into the article. Well, I'm already uh, but, I'm um, investing. <laughs> so that's just. So that's already proven that environmental DNA works on water and soil like type things but again this is not the, about the airborne shit so a study has already proven that insect dna could be detected in air samples but one of these studies hmm. what they did is um da, 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 da. so they used um a vacuum pump with sensitive filters to gather over 70 samples around the hamerton zoo taking both inside animal sleeping areas and around the outdoor public sections and then they analyzed them and they were able to then identify 25 different species such as tigers, lemurs, and, and dingoes, and 17 which were known to the zoo. And then they were even able to collect DNA from animals that were hundreds of meters away from where they were testing without a significant drop in concentration, and even from outside sealed buildings. Hmm. So the so the animals are inside the buildings, but their DNA was escaping. So probably through the air, because people are going in and out, you know, it's just in the air. So, I mean, this process is they go to these locations, suck up some air, take it back to the lab to analyze. And they test and they can and they're telling and they can say like they, they're getting all these samples from all these different animals huh? from the air. Taking it just from the air. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're, they're in a, an environment full of that shit. But still, it's kind of like the idea of like, oh, like they, they never mentioned human once in here at all. But that could just be a way to be like, shh. Like go suck up at Disneyland and be like, we're looking for John Kimball or some shit or well, whatever. I don't that's interesting because I wonder if it can distinguish between a specific animal DNA like uh, this tiger cub versus this tiger mommy. Because, I don't necessarily know, but if they have right. a DNA sample, I'd assume, right? Literally they could take that and go back and compare it. Uh, so I would say yes. Like I have a little bit more information that's kind of crazy on the second one because remember they did two studies. So that first one was kind of like a basic bitch vacuum, whatever. The second one, they used a commercial water-based vacuums and two blower fans to collect air samples. So <laughs> I think it was a way to like generate more shit. And there was also outdoors and indoors uh, in the rainforest house and the Oko and some stable, basically. I can't pronounce that. Some stable. And uh, so just 40 samples, they detected 49 species spanning mammal, bird, amphibian, reptile, and fish. In the rainforest house, they even detected guppies in the pond. From an okay. air sample? Okay. From an air sample, they detected guppies in the pond and then a sloth and a boa. Um, but I was tripped out on the guppies in the pond. Like, you're getting the, you're like, you can tell there's shit in the water from the air sample? That is a trip. Um, All right. Um, and then um, same thing, like uh, when they sampled uh, out in the outdoor area, they were basically getting any animal that was outdoor, they basically were getting DNA from it. And uh, not all the detections came from animals living at the zoo. Dogs, cats, mice, rats, and squirrels, hedgehogs, water voles were detected in the areas. And trace DNAs were also picked up from, from the fish, cows, and chickens that are fed to the zoo animals. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> and it <laughs> never mentioned humans once. Of course it doesn't, because it's too fucking scary. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Bullshit. Like I'm reading more way into it, like beyond uh, this. I'm like, oh my god, like this is horrible. Like, you, maybe they could like you could like go in here, be like, there's a bunch of Italians in this area. We should get more pizzas here, and they can smell in here and be like, oh my gosh, here's this guy. We're gonna get him now, and maybe they can be like, this place has diabetes. We need to put more 
advertisements in their in these people's internets. We need more Jamba juices. I'm turning the frogs. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get it? Okay. Um. <laughs> and <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. What they're but what they're saying they could do with this stuff. Besides all the doomsday shit that I'm glad you're, I'm not alone thinking, um, is monitor natural environments with minimal disruptions and basically um, biodiversity, basically, and see how endangered species are faring or alert scientists to the presence of invasive pests. Um, but yeah, that, like in bold here, I'm like, they're going to find us. This is Gattaca shit. Oh my God. Like, I, it sounds like it. Like, okay, like, what if it's like, okay, Raylan, go pick up. Uh, you know, Boyd Crowder, and then they could just, he can just take like a reverse leaf blower, like suck up and around Harlan, and then test everyone eventually. Oh, there's a Crowder. So he is in town or something. I, I see this even further down the line where the government partners or like the FBI partners with gas stations and has okay. these things at gas stations. And then they know they're looking for Boyd Crowder and he's somewhere in the US. Let's ping all the gas stations. Bing! And like, oh. So then on the, He's in Utah. So the gas station scientist, but he's like making some hot dogs. He goes like, ping. He's like, oh shit, I gotta like test some samples. <laughs> and then he has to go start testing samples at the gas station really quick. He's like, I got a boy Crowder hit. I, Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Great jobs, baby. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scientists. Scientists at gas stations. But yeah, right. no, that, yeah. Was, Anything I else? that was crazy shit. No, I just thought that shit was scary. And then I'm glad, yeah, they never mentioned humans. For good fucking reason. Uh, revoke that funding immediately. Yeah. Burn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's about that time uh, for our weekly debate game. What's better than most is our weekly debate game where we randomly choose two subjects. Then our judge puts a spin on it. Then our other two contestants debate it. I won the debate last time with Elephant Brain. And this week. No, you Spelled my thing. Go back to that debate. He's literally campaigning for my own thing, and I still lost. Quite win All right, and this week, gentlemen, your subject is. Do do do. It's another max one. Mountain climbing versus Ooh. bungee jumping. Okay. All right. I like that one. We'll come back with the spin after this break. And we're back, and uh, just a refresher, the suggestion was mountain climbing versus bungee jumping. I'm going to give Max mountain climbing, and I'm going to give Mr. E bungee jumping. Okay. Here's your prompt, gentlemen. It's very long and complex, so get ready. Okay. Which is the worst place to be stuck? That's it. Okay. All right. As you know, you have a minute, and then after your minute, you'll each have a 30-second rebuttal. Uh, let's, have, um, let's have Max go first, starting in three, two, one, go. Mountain climbing would be the worst place to be stuck for the following reasons. And they are, oh man, it's really high up, so if you fall, you're going to die. You're stuck up there. Um, you, where are you going to poop, huh? Where are you going to poop? Exactly, you're going to poop on the side of a mountain. That's shitty. Um, and also... Like, no one's going to be able to get to you and rescue you. So the death factor is way, way up. When you're stuck on a a, a bungee jumping thing, people are around. They just got to reel you up. It takes two seconds. Versus on a mountain climbing area that 
You're gonna be stuck there for days. You're gonna be stuck there for a long time. If you're stuck, if you're stuck bungee jumping, you're stuck there for minutes at most. So already that, and um, you know, I've seen whole documentaries of people like fucking. It sucks in the wilderness. That's the wilderness. It's not just fucking a day at jumping off a, a bridge or some shit. It sucks. Man, this, you know, what's? It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Talk, All sucks. right, your time is up. All right, <laughs> Mr. E. It's hard going for first sucks, dude. It fucking I, yeah. <laughs> I've been spoiled going for so many times. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, so bungee jumping is infinitely a more worse place to be stuck, and let me explain why. Just to touch on your point, you want to talk about pooping and peeing. Okay, just imagine that for a second. All right, you're upside down. This shit's all going to run down your clothes and back up into your face and everything. Um, bungee jumping is supposed to be over quick. It's Everyone expects it to, like, they work themselves up for it because it's so scary, and it's only going to be this, like, 30-second long thing. So it's like that anticipation will never leave if you're just stuck there upside down. Um, and a lot of them have water at the bottom. You might be stuck with your head in some water. Mountain climbers are basically stuck where they are already, and if they aren't, then at least they're at a destination that they chose and they wanted to see. I mean, you're climbing a mountain, you're going to get stuck at some point, I would think. But yeah, I mean, just being upside down, all the blood rushing to your head, I mean, you're literally on a time limit at that point. You're going to start hallucinating and going cold. It's going to be all bad. And your time is... And you suck. Oh. Good use, good use. Extra points. Brownie points for that one. All right. Max, 30-second rebuttal starting now. Well, fucking mountain climbing would be worse because, first of all, fucking if something goes wrong with bungee jumping, you're just stuck there on a, on a thing. But, like, in mountain climbing, people die. Have you seen the movie Cliffhanger? There's a movie called Cliffhanger about how shitty it is to mountain climb versus there's no bungee jumping movie at all. And... <laughs> Fucking, especially, it would also suck to be up there in the mountains because you're surrounded by so much beauty, but you're, like, about to die. So you'd, you'd be like, I hate life and everything. It'd, it'd be horrible versus, you know, all the blood going to your brain during bungee jumping. You'd just sit there and be like, you're on drugs half the time. And you're, you're done. Like, you're drunk. You're drunk. All right. Mr. E. Go. Cliffhanger, like, intentionally not taking certain safety precautions when he was cliffhanging. I mean, like, <laughs> you say you can fall, but you're going to be pinned into something. And, yeah, that still would suck if you're hanging there. But in the end of the day, I'm still hanging there upside down. And social media is a thing. And everyone has their phones out. And they're all laughing at you. And there's nothing you can do about it except listen to everyone laugh and talk shit. You can hear all the guys from way up top laughing and pointing at you. It would just be the worst place. I mean, being upside down sells it by itself. It's, it's just and the most uncomfortable position done. to be in. All right. Wow. Max, you came strong out of the gate. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I made this too easy. But Mr. E, you brought it. All right. I'll give you that. Uh, let's go over some points here, some highlights. Um, so hard going first. I always waste the minute. I do better at the 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like. Yeah, all that time to think just goes out the window and that 60 seconds is so precious for the other person to get so comfortable in their argument. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, some highlights from Max here. Um, a bungee, you could just reel yourself up. You know, you could be reeled up as opposed to um, a mountain. No one can really rescue you and it is the wilderness and you die. people die of exposure all the time. Those were good points. Those were good points. Um uh cliffhanger people died of course and they, you kind of hit me in the end there with the um you're surrounded by beauty but you're dying <laughs> so 
<laughs> it's bittersweet. <laughs> that hit me in the feels. I like that one. Um, mystery, you you countered Max's pooping and peeing quite elegantly. I will say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was a masterful you. side. You set step. it up for me. I just knocked it down. <laughs> uh, I like the idea that you expect it to be quick, you know, and. Yeah, you assume some of the risk with mountain climbing. You chose to be there. But with bungee jumping, you expect it to be quick. You expect it to be over. Um, cliffhanger not taking precautions. I've never seen the movie, but that sounds like something that... What? Shut up. I don't... <laughs> um, and then it got me with the being recorded on phones. Because you're not in the wilderness and you're surrounded by people. So you're going to be recorded on phones. You're going you're gonna to live in infamy as the guy who got stuck upside down. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I think uh, I think I'm gonna have to give this one to Mr. E. Oh, thank you. Going for socks. Got him. <laughs> Mark it. All right. Well, that was good. <laughs> GG. GG. Have you really not seen Cliffhanger? I haven't. What? No, it's like it. No. Nineties classic, dude. Bro. I'm, it's not on my list at all. Like, it's not that I don't oh. want to see it, but uh, I'm certainly not going out of my way because I'm sure I've seen the movie through pop culture. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen enough tell, of it. Tell, can you tell us the plot of Cliffhanger right now? Um, he goes up there to rescue some other uh, people, some other climbers, right? He's hired to rescue some other climbers that went up there and got in over their heads. Isn't that the plot? <laughs> no. Oh, it's not? Ah, shit. <laughs> I know the raccoon thing from, uh, or not the raccoon one, where he's holding on to the girl. <laughs> the raccoon thing from in Ace Ventura. <laughs> wow. Because that scene is so fucked up in that movie. Like, the, what it's based off of, it's like, oh my God. The, my mom used to always talk about that movie. She's like, that girl deserved an Academy Award. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you really think she's falling? And I always think it too. Because now, because I was, because like, literally, she's, it's, it's fucking horrible. It's like some guy's like, oh, come on, honey. It's his fiance. Like, come on, honey. Let's go fucking climb a mountain for our anniversary or for being, you know, going to get married soon. I love you. And she's like, I don't, I don't like mountain climbing. That seems very scary. And, of course, like she's fucking dies in some horrific accident. And it's just it's horrible. And that's the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Fuck. That makes sense. It's like oh, yeah. um, Full Metal Jacket, you know. <laughs> You see all the you see all that pop culture shit coming up, and it's only the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. from there, John Lithgow shows up, and other shit goes down. What? And sucky, sucky. Yeah. What? Is there like a deliverance moment or what? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Deliverance? I don't deliverance? know what the sucky sucky. Yes, I've seen Deliverance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what Deliverance is. <laughs> Yes, you've seen uh, Deliverance without Cliffhanger. Yes. Have you seen uh, Daybreak or Daylight or whatever, Sylvester Stallone movie? Uh, the Tunnel? Oh, probably. That sounds familiar. You've seen that one? You've seen that one without Cliffhanger? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cliffhanger just didn't do it for me. What can I say? <laughs> what if you haven't seen it? <laughs> no, that's what I'm doing for you. I haven't done it for you. Anyway. It's not G.I. Joe. I know it's not going to be good. That's for sure. All right, so since we were just debating, I got some, uh, I got some, I guess legalese stuff here for you. Legalese. Are you guys speaking legalese to you with uh, affluenza? Affluenza. Yeah. Are you familiar with this term? 
it's something like someone's really rich or something and somehow that means they can get away with shit or something you are close so uh google defines affluenza as a psychological malaise supposedly affecting wealthy young people symptoms of which include a lack of motivation feelings of guilt and a sense of isolation so that's that's affluenza and it was used in some court case back in the day to get some rich kid off of uh like murder trial or something because he like mowed down people or drought drove drunk. And essentially he, he didn't know better because he was so rich yeah. and isolated that he didn't live by the common man's rules. Yeah. The Prince, the Prince, he ran over the, the people, you know, as one does. You know, it happened. Um, are you familiar with the Twinkie defense? Yes. Oh, tell us about the Twinkie defense. The Twinkie defense was um, the guy said he ate a bunch of Twinkies, and that's why he he killed somebody. Yes, it was. Um, that term originated from the coverage of the trial of Dan White in 1979, and he was the guy who shot um, Harvey Milk, I believe. Okay. And so um, a testifying psychiatrist pointed out that White's consumption of sugary foods such as Twinkies could lead to diminished capacity. Using this testimony, White's lawyer was was successfully able to persuade the jury that White lacked the premeditation and deliberation elements necessary to establish first-degree murder. As a result, White was ultimately convicted of a lighter offense of uh, involuntary manslaughter. So, yeah. all that to say now, uh, Twinkie defense has been used as an umbrella term for, you know, affluenza and all these other mm-hmm. crazy legal strategies. There's uh, the guy who did the sleep. He was, like, uh, sleepwalking. And I don't know if it's called the sleepwalking defense or something, but basically he, like, in his sleep, he drove, like, across town and killed his mother-in-law. <laughs> and... Oh, fucking somehow he's like, I was sleepwalking. Ah, oh, I think he got off. <laughs> Something crazy. <clears throat> I love the idea I of sleepwalking. Slept, drove. But, yeah, exactly. I get in my car and I drive. Like I ordered. A I mean, that KFC is the thing. And... People have people have driven <laughs> sleep sleep driven. That's that is a thing. That's Gandalf crazy. That's nuts. It is. Uh, so I got a new um, legal defense here thing. for you. Yeah, it's called. The Matrix defense. Ooh. And we, I'm assuming it's something with the movie. Yeah, you can theorize. It's... And I'm assuming it's something with the movie and like, we're in the Matrix, man. I thought we were in there. And therefore, I punched that guy. I thought he was an NPC. Totally. That's essentially it. It's the idea that you're living in an alternate reality. And uh, people have also cited, which I know something that fucked you up, the Truman Show. Oh yes, it did. It did. <laughs> I remember that came out, and you were you you were twisted for a couple months. Just that idea about yeah, just the idea of it is like you never know. You would never know. You never know. Yeah, dude, they How don't pay me know? enough to uh, keep this shit up with you. I'll tell you that. That's why we haven't hung out much. Yeah. I'm still in contract negotiations. Yeah, I know. You gotta, I hope you. I hope you get a season uh, thirty five. <laughs> Um, so this new, uh, matrix defense, now I shouldn't say new, um, it's been around since 1999. Yeah. The movie's been around for a while. Yeah. I think the earliest was in, uh, 2002, a woman shot her landlady 
claiming, uh, quote, it, it's weird the way this sounds, but quote, commit a lot of crimes in the Matrix. That's where you go to sleep at night and they drug you and take you somewhere else. So she used this defense. Okay. Um, I think to lessen her charges or, oh, I'm sorry. She used it essentially to prove she's crazy and not fit to stand trial. Uh, this other guy that, attacked. That does sound crazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> so <laughs> this other guy attacked his landlady, claiming it was the only way to be sure he wouldn't get sucked into the Matrix. Those land people are kind of the. I like that. Maybe like if you want to fight your landlord, you have to do the Matrix defense. So it's kind of like a you just you can kind of all sneak in like oh, this one thing only works for the landlord situations. It's a known thing, right? Some psychological sudden something. Uh, more study is needed. Yeah, wherever the part of the brain that thinks the Matrix is also hates landlords. <laughs> uh, I thought this was very interesting because the idea of like affluenza is a defense to be used uh, as a way to justify a lack of common knowledge. Whereas um, the matrix defense is used to prove that the defendant is crazy and not fit to stand trial for their actions. So mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Two different ways to look at this Twinkie defense. Look at it. Uh, have you heard of the, uh, the gone with the wind defense? I have not. I don't know what you're talking it's, about. Uh, it's uh, your honor. Uh, my client just doesn't give a damn. Is that does that work? I imagine we've that's why I've never heard. I don't about know. It. I just typed through as you were talking. I thought I could all think because you said you said some movie. You said the Matrix defense. So I was like, I thought I think of a movie. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I just don't give a damn. All I could think of was God of the Wind. Well, I thought it was funny. Okay, fuck that was you guys. the first one um, you you came up with. I, I well, I had, to, I had to listen to you, so I just whatever I thought of, I wrote it down, and then that. I think the cliffhanger defense would have been better. Oh. Like, uh, like, uh, she wanted to fall, Your Honor. <laughs> wow. What would be the diehard defense? The diehard defense is, um, well, if it hadn't been for that one guy who interfered, uh, this wouldn't have been a crime. Oh, that's, I, I think, most defense, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> if that one guy had done it, this wouldn't have happened out of no way. <laughs> Tag Nabbit, you get it, Amyana. All right. Um, you th do you guys need reading glasses or anyone you know? Reading glasses, sure. or you think you think you will at any point? I mean, Broomhilda does, but I do not. Okay, well, this might tell her about this possibly because this um, usually if you need reading glasses, it's a uh, something called presbyopia, or basically it's kind of harder to, to see things close to you. It's a it's a natural thing that declines with our eyes' ability to focus on nearby objects. Um, but um, normally you need to either have reading glasses or like zoom in on your phone. But uh, the FDA just uh, released a an eye drop or they approved, I'm sorry, an eye drop that could treat presbyopia. So basically like an eye drop huh. that you'd use instead of reading glasses. So would it be short term solution? Like because reading glasses, you take on and off as you need them. So. I mean, would you just put this drop in your eye and read for an hour and then put in another one? Or These are all good thoughts. These are all good thoughts. So yeah. supposedly how it's going to work um, do, 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 is, yeah, like you put the drops in your eye and it should uh, affect in, should take effect in as little as 15 minutes. And then it can continue working for up to six hours. Okay, cool. Cool. Which I, I guess is kind of cool. Like, it's almost like, do you want to 
read for six hours and we'll put these drops in. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Which is easier to remember to bring with you, the eye drops or your glasses? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get to like, sit there like, well, I'm gonna, about to go do a lot of reading out some at the library. Better put my drops in. Yeah, ex- exactly. Ah, I forgot my I forgot my drops. I better use my glasses. Yeah, like I said, you know, we always like something like this is just so new and different. I always like to bring it up because just this seems like some alien technology has probably perfected this, or in the future is going to be like, oh, your eyes are all messed up. There you go, you're done. Uh-huh, wave a light over it. Deal. For sure, for Throw sure. Throw some graphing at your oh. face and wave a light, and you're done. Get out of here. So, uh, presbyopia uh, is the what's actually happening. Why? Why you can't really, you know, you're gonna need the glasses and stuff. Is the lens of the eye gets harder and the the and less elastic with age, and the eye muscles uh, lose power over time, and thus it becomes more difficult to focus on things that are close up, especially when they're small. Hmm. And so, this drug I'm talking about is called. I think you, I'm gonna guess they pronounce it Vuity, because like you can see, I'm assuming. I just and caught so, that Pokemon <laughs> in the game I'm playing. Exactly. Vuity, go! And um, it's only available by prescription. And uh, for sure, you can't just buy it. It's on the shelf. And uh, let me tell you some more things really quick. Okay, yeah. So uh, the Vuity the beauty drops. How does it actually work, right? So the Vuity has uh, something in it called pilocarpine. And it's a medication that belongs to a class called biotics. Biotics are drugs that shrink the pupil of the eye. So basically, this drug is full of biotics that shrink pupils of your eye. Usually you do this, um, these medications are used to reduce pressure of the eye and in some diagnostic procedures. And so you've used this stuff to shrink the pupil and then the eye is able to better focus and it improves vision in the near range while the distance vision is unaffected. Huh. So basically you're putting this drug in, it's like kind of shrinking like your pupil down a little bit enough to like get that focus back in. And who, who did this study or... Where did you find well, the that? FDA approved this drug. Oh, the drug, FDA uh, approved. Wow. Yeah, it granted a regulatory approval to the first eye drops that treat presbyopia. It's called Vuity, and it's developed by a company called Allergen. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. Like I said, so it's actually a thing. We, and that is like 1% of the topics sh- we bring up here is when they exactly. become a thing. <laughs> no, this sounds like it's something that will happen. It's actually, it is a thing. <laughs> like, that, Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, of course, you know. Haven't you guys ever watched those commercials with any new drug? Oh, the side effects. Will it cause diarrhea and blindness or something? Oh, if, if you're lucky. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, the drug has been around for a while, this pilocarbide stuff. And it's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. So, it's been a, it's safe. It's been around for a while. Uh, but there, there are some adverse side effects affect a very in very rare cases, and a very rare risk, very rare, of retinal detachment, <laughs> and, and uh, sometimes and you shouldn't use it if your if your eyes are inflamed. So very, 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 very small risk of retinal, of retinal detachment, detachment, i.e., blindness. Right? Can you retinal detachment? Your Can honor. you reattach <laughs> the retina, like? Who the, that sounds sure. like a pain in the you put ass. Some more, you, you have, well, there's these other drops. They're called the attachment drops. Aha. Uh-huh. And those will fix those. But there's a small chance your butthole falls out of them. Small. Very slim. You got to play these odds, though. Sucks. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> shit sucks. Um, oh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, this, uh, this thing had a two-phase uh, 
two phase, three critical trials. So it had 750 participants, and you know, some got a placebo, some got this, and it was statistically significant improvement in visions in the volunteers. 14% reported mild headaches, 5% said eye redness, blurred vision, eye pain, visual impairment, eye irritation, and increased production of tears. Huh. Okay. You want to take it? I have some for you. Uh, I don't. Come on, you, you get fucked up, too. It doesn't say that. So, uh, that hmm. Everyone on the street, they're calling it V now, bro. <laughs> the benefit is not necessarily worth, worth the cost in this situation, I feel. Like, I don't use reading glasses, so um, yeah, I don't know how cumbersome they are. But at the same time, like, you're going to be carrying one thing or the other. So why not carry the one that won't possibly blind you? <laughs> well, you don't know about the dangers of reading glasses, too. That causes retinal detachment all the time. Oh, yeah, does it? It does. It does. There's there's huge dangers that the reading glasses companies, they don't tell you. Big big reading? Big reading? Big, big reading. <laughs> Put the yeah. fucking foot down? <laughs> big reading man promoting the glasses put some drops in your eyes bud uh, i'll tell you what <laughs> they get a stranglehold stranglehold there they say so a month's supply is supposed to cost 80 bucks fucking How, what is that based off what on your reading habits on your thing like i think it's so weird too that because you know if when you're gonna read you put your glasses on then when you're done the glasses go off versus this stuff it's literally on for six hours. Like, oh, I got my glasses on. I guess I better just keep reading or, oh, I don't want to waste these glasses or something. It feels like not as, unless you're going to be doing it all day, like you're just going to drop all day. So that's the whole thing. I guess you're going to be constantly doing this. This sounds like there's some application for it out there that you and I just aren't considering. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a scuba diver that can't wear shit underwater can't wear anything Ooh. underwater and you, you you drop it in and now you're good to go or an astronaut or you know i don't know some weird shit like that but yeah it, or so, like all or like a nerdy dude's going to like the library convention and he doesn't want to put his glasses on <laughs> so he puts them on for six hours to crush crush library because he doesn't people. want to be he doesn't want to be judged by the nerds at the library convention yeah exactly oh he wants to stand out right no glasses wants to stand out yeah uh, smart Tell everyone like yeah i got i got drops in my eyes this guy fucks this guy fucks this guy does not have reading glasses. He has drops in his eyes. Holy shit. So, uh, $80. Do we know anything else about it? Um, coming to a store near you. Yeah, right. By prescription, prescription only. only. Prescription only. All right. Well, since we're talking okay. about drugs, let me, guys, let me ask you guys this. Has anyone here ever used Viagra? No. 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 Okay. Neither have I. What about horny goat weed? I don't think so. Tried it once. I yeah. fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> so for those unfamiliar, horny goat weed is um, it's at the counter of just about every liquor store in Seven Eleven, and it's just a little pill in a in a package that has some like tiger on it or a sexy woman, and it's all about like those. increase your libido or some shit like that. Like I don't know. So mystery, what were your experiences with horny goat weed? Did absolutely nothing. <laughs> I think I got it because I was like gonna go to a club or something, and I was gonna be drinking, and then like I was like worried about being able to perform like under the influence, and I just remember that uh, it did absolutely nothing. 
Nice. Did are, does that mean you didn't have a chance to perform, or you performed flawlessly? <laughs> I performed flawlessly. All right, good man. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I didn't need it. It didn't affect me. I, I was just natural the whole time. You know, I just. That's what those pills do. They're supposed to. It's supposed to be like an aphrodisiac. I think. I thought it turns your dick into like a rhino or a tiger. <laughs> I bought it assuming that, but I was highly disappointed. Like, why would you want to do that? Only for six hours, though. And it's so weird how they look. It's like <laughs> I'd one, do that. <laughs> it's like sixteen different pills that are all different shapes and colors. Like it looks so off-putting. Oh, really? I've only seen like the single capsule at Seven Eleven. They've probably yeah made it streamlined it a little bit you so you don't have to swallow. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, God. this oh, plus this plus this. Oh yeah, Google it. I'm sure a picture will come up. It's like oh, wow. it looks like a Lego set of pills, and they're all different. That is a, oh my God! You probably got yeah. dosed with something. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> dosed. Oh shit! So. Uh, good news if you've used or plan to use Viagra in the future. A new study suggests that it may help reduce Alzheimer's. Yay. Ooh. Right? Cool. And they're okay. saying by 70%. And usually the, the, the supposedly the, the population that uses that product is also susceptible to that Alzheimer's disease. Exactly. Are you, advanced age? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, advanced age. <laughs> I'm sidestepping. Old people. I'm running for Congress. Old later. people. Old people. Okay, I'm gonna say it. So um, old people. Oh. <laughs> the study was conducted by the Cleveland Clinic, and they based it was based on an analysis of health insurance claim data from over 7.2 million people. Uh, they combed through this data and found that claimants who took the medication were less likely to develop Alzheimer's over the next six years compared to the matched control patients who didn't take Viagra. So maybe that's a nice way of saying the people who take the Viagra are having the sex. So maybe having the sex is causing the less dementia. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, you're you're probably not wrong. Uh, like, uh, it, it makes me wonder, like, how does how did Betty White stay sharp until she was a hundred? Was she just Viagra. like, well, yeah, was she just slamming ass all over town? Is that what's happening? She's slamming ass, probably. When you have that much money, you can afford to get some ass slammed. <laughs> so, uh, like you were saying, this study shouldn't necessarily be taken as fact just yet because it's kind of it's measuring these these coincidental statistics within one another, and. Um, if we want to truly know whether or not Viagra can be used as a uh, Alzheimer's alternative or excuse me, a treatment alternative, um, a, you know, a more controlled study would have to be done with proper rules, control groups, all that flim flam. Mm -hmm. Um, I, as I was reading this, I just thought it would be funny to be suffering from Alzheimer's and like, you're just, you're living in this malaise of not remembering who your kids are and you're living in a fog until clarity strikes and you look down at your fully erect penis and you're like, holy shit, I get boners like, Oh my God. Because <laughs> the last time you, you came to lucid lucidity, you remembered your boner. Some old, you and old, it's like you, you basically come, you become lucid as you're about to make love to some lady. Like, who are you? The hell? What is this? What's going on? It pretty much. How the fuck did I get here? What the hell? So I have some Viagra fun facts here for you. Okay. Did you know? That one How milligram, fun is it? Okay, wait, what was, sorry, what was that? <laughs> one milligram 
of Viagra dissolved in water can keep flowers from wilting for up to two weeks. Huh? Really? Okay. So did you know Viagra cured jet lag in a hamster? Huh? What? How does... How do you... How do you... (laughs) In 2007, a group of Argentinian researchers discovered that Viagra could reset a hamster's circadian rhythm, uh, your sleep-wake cycle, faster than any other means. So, uh, just scratching the surface of the study. We're not hamsters. Hamsters are coming up. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, they just changed light cycles on it and gave it jet lag and blah, blah, blah. Um, Last fun fact here. Sweet about the tail, (laughs) bud. During the war in Afghanistan, the CIA used Viagra to bribe informants for military information. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Do all right. Another, do you want another gross reason why? I said that's military grade, bro. But why? So, money and weapons were too obvious. So they didn't like you know they'd know it was the CIA coming from a mile away if they're handing out U.S. brand M4s. And yeah. Shit. So yeah, exactly. They, yeah. So they were trading Viagra because they appealed to the fact that the local tribe chiefs. We're all old men with lots of young brides. Oh, great. I know. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. How nice. Right? Like... How nice of everyone to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Question Did the hamsters live? <laughs> I think we all know yeah, the answer right. to that. <laughs> we all know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm not even sure if half these patients lived here. Who knows? I sent a link. Uh, is that? This is like a this is like a twenty-two second uh, video. I want you to click it really quick, but okay. and then tell the audience what you're seeing. But basically, this is like a hologram product that's coming to the market. So I don't know if uh, the audio is going to pick this up right now, but I'm going to play it anyway. So we'll see. Okay, so it's a hologram that I'm looking at. Yeah. The guy's talking in that box. There's no one in that box. Okay. I would like to see the camera move around this box. I think it does, doesn't it? Maybe maybe I'm on the drugs. Right now it's just kind of stationary, but uh, interesting. Okay. What, what okay. do you know about this right. Okay. Is, what, didn't that blow your mind, bro? That's a life-size hologram you just saw. Yeah, it looked like a <laughs> like a refrigerator, but uh, it's like the size of a large fridge. But that is a, that, you know, that is essentially what it is. That's a good. It's like seven feet by whatever. It's exactly. It looks like a fridge, so it looks life size. Whatever the image is inside there, um, yeah. It's, and it's called an Epic machine, and it's by a, a, um, a company called Portal. And it's kind of cool. Like it's like whatever. Like I try to agree. It's it's like kind of like whatever. Um, they um, Portal's keeping secret exactly how that projection system works. So I, mean, I can't really give you too many specifics how that magic of the hologram worked, but I'm assuming it's all the thickness of the, the fridgeness, like you said. It looks like yeah. a fridge or something. Well, what it really reminds me of is a Pepper's Ghost effect. Are you familiar with that term? So Mirrors? Well, have you ever been on the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland? Yes. That ride? Yeah. Um, they use this effect in the ballroom scene. When you're, when you're looking down at the ballroom and you see all the ghosts dancing... What's happening there is you're looking down at a sheet of glass and then you're looking through the sheet of glass at the ballroom. But at the same time, from another angle that you cannot see, they have 
um, this whole other room the size of the ballroom with these animatronic figures, the ghosts, uh, spinning yeah. around and doing their thing, and they're being lit up so that they reflect off of the glass you are looking through. And as you look through it, you see their reflection, and then you see the ballroom behind it, i.e. you get the feeling that they are actually in the ballroom. So that's kind of what this thing reminds me of. Not like a true hologram. It's the same way they bring the I, holograms I mean, totally. to, to life on stage. Like, uh, who'd they do? Tupac? Was that a Tupac exactly. hologram? Yeah, the guy who invented this or, you know, this tech technology or this system or whatever used to work on holograms like that type of deal. Yeah. And it's like a 4K, it's a 4K touchscreen thing too, what you're seeing. And, but so what they're going to do with that thing though, they're, um, they're, they're developing a more consumer friendly desktop version called M. So that I'm into. Look at this one really quick. This is the last one I'm going to send you. I like the idea of some uh, desk tchotchke that can just be used and whatnot. That's kind of fun. So check this one out really quick and kind of tell the audience what you're seeing. But essentially, his description of a of a fridge is pretty apt. Like maybe describe this as a mini fridge that would okay. be on your counter. Yeah, it's just like a mini a mini block that sits on your counter and jeez, uh, oh, it's it's decently sized. Um, <laughs> it is. I see him touching stuff on it and uh, looking at things in 3D. I this is fun. Um, <laughs> The only problem with this I see is that like it would rely on developers to fully utilize the capabilities here. And it, yeah. it honestly it reminds me of the Nintendo Switch uh, and the fact that it has a touchscreen, but none of the fucking games are touchscreen at all. And that pisses me off to no end. So it's like if I bought this, it, it would rely on the developers. It would rely on uh, third parties to, to utilize the technology. Design something for it. Totally. Totally. It is interesting, though. No, it is like I, like when I I kind of got sucked into this idea because I, I, like I agree the more I looked into it I was like fuck this thing a little bit even though it's kind of cool but it's it kind of gave me like a Star Wars vibe where it's like help me Obi Wan Kenobi you're my only hope it's like a miniaturized he's got NFTs in here that's funny oh yeah that's another thing too like so possible uh, applications of this uh, is immersive entertainment uh, new ways to buy stuff online who needs that. <laughs> fucking what's wrong with uh, dude I, like i literally like as i was reading it it's literally a tv guys it's literally a tv but if there's a guy on it it kind of looks like you see behind him slightly that's like ooh, <laughs> um, and then it even says digital artwork like nfts and stuff and we all know that's a mysterious something and <laughs> and basically if you had this like thing you could have it in your kitchen and then if someone you're talking to had the had a smartphone running the portal beam app and access to the portal cloud then you could have a hologram version of your friend, like on your counter, like he's talking, like a miniature, like a miniature, like "Hey, how you doing, buddy?" Wouldn't that be kind of fun? I'm not opposed to that. Like, if I was, if I needed to call huh? you one day, and I was like, "Ah, oh, uh, Alexa, call Max," and all of a sudden you're like your your floating head, like um, like Zordon, just appeared on my countertop, like "Hello, Zordon." They didn't show that at all. That'd be Rangers. way cooler than this. Your body, for sure. <laughs> Rangers, that'd be <laughs> sick. Or like Futurama heads, like maybe they can get a blue glow, glow to it. I love that. I love that. That'd be pretty sick. And so, um, you can reserve uh, one of these miniature oh. things. Oh, let me guess. Or a refundable payment of what do you think? Just to reserve one. Okay. Uh, 
I'm I'm going to say to reserve one. I'm going to say uh, five hundred. And then and then at this point, give tell me your reserve number, and then how much you think the whole thing is oh, for shit. for the portable one, not the big one. I'm going to say five hundred to reserve, and let's go a uh, thousand to buy. All right. I'll say it's uh, two hundred and fifty to reserve, and twelve fifty to buy. All right. The answer is it is one hundred to reserve one of these things. And the final price tag is still being worked out, but it should be in roughly the same ballpark as a good flat screen TV or less. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I so, buy all yes. my flat screen TVs on sale. <laughs> exactly. Because this is essentially like the more like they do it, it's essentially a TV. Like even when they're showing all the hype stuff, like look what it can do. It's just like showing people watching TV, basically. The one thing it does is like it even like is the real lifelike communication. That's the one thing it has going for it that it's like, oh, you're talking to a person and having a miniaturized like person on your counter would be kind of sick. And maybe if some YouTuber kind of maybe made content for this platform that, you know, people like, I'm a cooking guy and I'm on your counter. Hello. (laughs) Maybe you can. Does that even work? Could you like look into the bowl and be like, oh, like put your put your hand in. (laughs) I taste it. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't. I'm very curious because, again, I don't know. The term hologram is thrown around like the term AI. You know, I feel like we really need. Yeah, yeah, we need to redefine those terms once we actually get to those uh, original concepts. So, yeah. That's kind of a a fun, hokey thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm looking forward to it. And if it comes down in price and I can buy a keychain version, I'm way down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It would be cool if I had some type of. Like those, you know, spinners that say like "Happy New Year." You can like program it, maybe some of that, but it projects a, a hologram better. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Good yes. Stuff. Good stuff. And uh, as always, please tune in next week. Max has promised to serenade us, and you don't want to miss it. He's been working on his voice, and he's self-conscious about it and everything. But we're gonna give him a shot because he really tried to talk us into this. So. Yeah, first thing, first episode, we won't even talk. We'll just go right into it. All right, see you then. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt_podcast. underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.